you've got to have such a, a level of passion because those hard times, right? It's like, yeah. is this, is it worth it? Is it going to pan off? Did you ever question, like, as you're looking at it, right? You're looking at, okay, why is it not falling into place yet? Did you ever question yourself? All the and, time. and then, and then who was in your life to help bring you out of that? Was it your, I mean, there, there's so many times where I was like, man, this is not going to hit. Like, cause, cause it's a waiting game. Yeah. You're waiting for a kid in, who's a sophomore in high school yeah. to hopefully go to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rolling dice. Like yeah. it's, it's literally gambling. So what kept me kind of motivated, not, not even gonna say kind of, what really kept me motivated. I had a daughter when I was 22 mm -hmm. going on 23 and, um, I'm sitting on a computer. I, I, I do a lot of graphics, like a lot of the videos and mm -hmm. pictures on my yeah. Instagram was like, I like, I'm, I'm, I have fun doing it. It's yeah. like my hobby. So I was sitting on my computer, I looked down, my daughter's kind of playing around, and she like looked at me in a certain type of way. And it was like that look where it was like, you have to make it. Yeah. And I was like, oh mm. shit. Yeah. Like, I really, like it hit me, like yeah. a year into her like, uh, like childhood, I'm like, oh man, I really gotta, I can't let this person down. Alright, welcome to the One Shot Podcast brought to you by Sleep Number. We are here in LA, Super Bowl week, uh, and this is actually uh, first our first show since we got here, and, yeah. and we're kicking it off with a bang. Uh, we got Jamal Ligon here, and, and we're going to get into his story, uh, but the reason we wanted to kick it off with, with Jamal is because the, the, the guys that are playing on Sunday, yeah. this man creates those men. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it is all about performance. Uh, you know, you've heard us talk about it a ton, and and what Sleep Number is doing to enhance performance through recovery, um, using data science. I mean, next level stuff. And so uh, Jamal here uses that with his guys. That's why you know he's got a uh, he's got a really strong relationship with them as well. Uh, but but we're gonna get into the journey, and we're gonna talk about how Jamal got to training Marshawn Lynch, Odell Beckham, Beckham yeah. Jarvis Landry, Max Crosby. I mean, the list goes on, right? And so uh, we're excited, man. So, Jamal, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, hey, man, so we before we started, we were talking about your sleep number. Okay. Uh, score, your second, <laughs> right? Yeah. So This is something we've never heard before. You no, know, something we absolutely <laughs> haven't heard before. So all three of us, we're on the same page. We're, we're 40. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell us what your sleep number setting is. 85. Oh my no 85. question. My hey, hey, so and it's like wondering what that's like. Sleeping yeah. on this table. Go, go find a rock outside <laughs> and put your head on it. So, so, that's what that's so like. in college, I used to sleep on the floor before practice. Mm, and man. my back just Did you really? It. Like, yeah. I get the best sleep with the hardest surface. Huh. And uh, I have some back issues. So too soft is like sleeping on uh, water. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Now, do you incline your legs when you sleep or do you sleep completely Sometimes flat? I'll put a pillow. Okay. Hey, hey, but you know what? You're you're into performance and, and training and recovery. I have actually heard some people they get rid of their mattress altogether and they just literally sleep on the floor. They yeah. say it's the best yeah. best All thing for your back. The, the guys come in and they'll sleep on the turf. Yeah. Wow. It's like, that's because because you work them too hard. That's yeah. the end of the workout. <laughs> they, I, I'm a motivator. I'm a motivator. That is the end of the workout. I'm dying. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, all right, Jamal, let's let's jump back to the beginning, man, okay. in, in the journey and story uh, that brought you to where you're at today. 
Uh, so you grew up in, in Oakland, California. I myself, I grew up in Vacaville, so not too okay. far. We used to play the Oakland Dynamite and Pop Warner right. football. I tear us up. I tear us up. I was born in Michigan, Detroit. Michigan. Okay, all right. And, uh, went to high school in Oakland uh-huh. where I met Marshawn. Yeah. And um, played football there, ran track, got a scholarship. I went to JUCO first. I'm a JUCO kid. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. What JUCO did you go to? Uh, San Francisco City yeah, yeah. College. Yeah, that's good. That's a good school. They, they put a lot of guys out. Got a scholarship offer um, to Alabama State. Yep. Ended up coming back and started working with, like, these, like, 15 kids. Those 15 kids turned like, 150. Now, how old were these 15 kids? High school. All high, high school. school kids. All high school. They all ended up going to Florida State, Cal, um, Texas, like, anywhere you can name. These kids went there. And when they came back, <clears throat> excuse me, they they all just brought back another guy. And it's funny because the other guy ended up going to the NFL. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> yeah. Always worked that way. Yeah. Yep. So, all relationships. Uh, went to, moved down to L.A. And, you know, everybody's L.A. story is like, you know, I'm grinding it out. And like I told you, I literally was sleeping in the gym. Like, mm. get up at 5 a.m., train the guys at 6. They were like, man, you always here early. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the sure. beach here. <laughs> just for you guys. <laughs> um, and it just kept steamrolling, steamrolling. It turned into, like, 10 guys to, like, over, like, close to, like, 65, 70 mm. my first couple of years. Ended up breaking off from the gyms I was working at and um, started doing my own thing, JLT. Mm. And in the process, combine guys, uh, more NFL guys. And I ended up meeting Odell in, like, 2014, 15. Mm. That, that story is pretty interesting. I was, I was training one guy who was playing for the Giants, and uh, he called Antonio Brown. Calvin Johnson, Odell, just any top receiver at the time. And he was like, um, these guys need you. And what happened was at the end of the workout, Odell called them back. And I was like, man, I don't care about the catch. I don't care about none of that. None, none of that matters. Get in here right now. Like, we got to work for today. Hung up the phone. 20 minutes later, Odell walks in. Mm. Literally, I'm, I have like 20 guys I'm training. I turn around. Everybody's like, oh, 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 because everybody heard the story. I hung up on them. And uh, he walks in. He's like, who's Jamal? I pointed at somebody else. <laughs> I was like, ah, Jamal ain't here. I turn around, and he's like, I- I'm going to get this work with you. And I was like, all right, jump in the group. He's like, no, with you. And I was like, and everybody's like, oh, oh. So I was like, so the guys went over to my strength side. I had Odell. We started throwing tennis balls, training, doing ladders. And uh, I was like, did you like it? He's like, I'll be here tomorrow. And mm. Ever since then, it turned into Japan, Germany. London, just all over the world with him. Yeah. Paris, Monaco, everything. So you tra- you were traveling with him, yeah, on the road. Yeah, like when Nike would call him to do these commercials, or he'd have these obligations yeah. or meetings. He wanted to still train, mm-hmm. and that's the person that he is even to this day. Like, I have a text message that shows he got traded on November 11th, and the text message before he got traded, before it hit the internet, what time are you free tonight? Like, I didn't even know he was getting traded that day. And he was ready to just come work out. Man. So it was like, and the same thing with Vaughn. Vaughn, when Vaughn got traded, he called me. He was like, what time are you ready? Like, mm-hmm. they know, like, this is what I got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I want to go back to your, your passion for training, right? You were an athlete. When did it transition to say, hey, look, man, I, I've got a gift. I've, I, I understand it. I understand how to get these guys. And, you, and you're a movement specialist, for lack of better terms, right? Like you're working with agility, you're working with explosion, working on all those things that really make these athletes pop out on, on, you know, on camera. So when was it when you're like, all right, I'm making the transition from being an athlete to a trainer? 
So it, it kind of happened like all my life, right? I've, I've always had the ability to gravitate to people, meet people, talk to them, understand their story. And I tell trainers this all the time. Like I mentor trainers all the time. And I say, everybody does the same push-ups. We all do the same squats. Mm -hmm. it's, it's how you can relate to the client. I tell people all the time, I can train Marshawn Lynch and Danny Amadola. Mm -hmm. They come from two different backgrounds, two different experiences, but I can figure out how to make that work. Right. Yeah. And so my, my superpower is my, my uncle, he likes to call, he's like, what's your superpower? And I, my superpower is being able to connect people and at the same time understand this guy just went to the club last night. Right. He didn't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. He needs to train this certain type of way. Mm -hmm. This guy is dealing with baby mama drama issues. Right. This right. guy's got six kids. I just know how to make it work. work it could be the same workout, mm -hmm. but different personalities and put it together. It's almost like a psychology that comes along oh, with yeah. on, on the training side. I'm a, so, I'm a therapist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Therapist. Hey, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, and I'm going to be honest. Football players are fragile. Yeah. Hey, we, are, yeah. we are fragile, fragile. man. It's, yeah. So you got you to gotta handhold them. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's every day it's, it's dealing with 30 to 50 different emotions, mm -hmm. um, personalities, it's it's I love it because it it, it helps me grow as a person. Mm -hmm. So like the experiences that I had at 23 training, I'm 37 now. I can relate to a wider range of clients. Yeah, right. So it's it's helping me. All right. So when you let's let's go back to when you were growing up. Okay. So when you were growing up, were you an athlete? Did you play football? Yeah. All the sports? I, I played football. I ran track. Um, Those are your two. So I was I was just an athletic kid, right. and I don't know what it is what the water is in Oakland. Yeah. But, like, the kids just – we just play. We don't worry about the training aspect. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd go up to Cal Berkeley, run some bleachers, go to the beach, and I'm just doing things right. that I saw that I saw, like, you know, at the time. You know, this is even, like, when Reggie – Bush. I trained Reggie Bush. It was, like, surreal to train Reggie Bush and watch him train yeah. mm. when I was, like, watching him come up. Uh, Chris Johnson, all these guys. Like, I'm like, damn, what are they doing? I just see pictures of it on the East Bay magazine. Yeah. Like, why are you pulling these parachutes? Yeah. They yeah. must work. I have yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then fast forward to school, biomechanics, I'm learning why. Mm -hmm. So it just it just played a big part of me just understanding, like. What did you study at school? Biomechanics. Bio, so bio. Yeah, so biomechanics. You're, like, all in. Like, you yeah. knew what you wanted to do. And, and this is the funny part about it. I tell this to a lot of trainers. I say, yeah, kinesiology, biomechanics, you know, fitness, all that. But they don't teach you how to talk to the player. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they don't teach you how to, like, when Joe, Hayden, when Joe Hayden comes in the gym, yeah. his wife comes with him. Yeah. There's an etiquette you have to have to train these yeah. type of people. Yeah. And, and the trainers that work with his wife have to have a certain type of right. etiquette. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be filming her butt while she's training. Yeah. Right. Like, right. these are things that young trainers don't understand. Yeah. So, like, my role now is obviously training, getting guys better. But I want to teach more trainers how to be a better people. Right. Mm. So. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very similar background to me, actually. I was a kinesiology major, okay. and you're right. There is not a single class through the whole four years you're going through that major about emotional intelligence. Nothing. So for you, where does that emotional intelligence come Was it just something natural? All, you're always great with people? <laughs> was it something your parents taught you? My mom was a counselor for like 40 years. There you go. There and, it is. And, and she, yeah. her job was to teach counselors to be counselors mm. at the end of her career. Uh -huh. yeah. And I always forget that when I get in trouble. Like, oh, I was a counselor. <laughs> but the way she would talk to me, and articulate things would be at the level of an, an adult mm -hmm. and a kid at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, like, these perspectives. Yeah. Like, if I talk to this guy about being late, how do I say it in a way where it doesn't make him feel, like, inferior or yeah. like a child? Yeah. And that is a, man, That's huge. That, that's a gift. Because I remember being a leader with the Cowboys and being in the locker room. Yeah. And 
someone would show up late, and I didn't have that gift no, to oh, say. No. I was yeah. like, get your, you know, yeah. I'm on them about not being on time. Everybody that's, else is, you know, here at the it, same time. That's your and, go-to. Yeah. Because you just, that's, you feel like repr reprimanding somebody is like the fear of getting them to come. Yeah, yeah. But it actually deters them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you can say it in a way like, hey, look, this is this is not you being late doesn't doesn't affect me. It affects your daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. You being late affects your mom not getting a house. Mm -hmm. Your first round status is going to drop. Then they're right. like, oh, shit, I need to be on time. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like knowing these things. So so talk about, you know, you're in school because, again, I, I went down that same route. And when I saw what you make as an <laughs> as a trainer of athletes, I said, I'm going to pick something else. I, I, so for you, why did you continue down that road? What, what was that like? So so I, I left school early. Mm. Uh, my mom uh, developed cancer mm. and um, I came home and I was I was literally working for Nike. I was parking cars for the Marriott Hotel. Um, and then I also was working for a company called U-Haul. Mm, and, yeah. and and all those three things at every morning I would train these kids for free damn near. Mm. And I'd get up at like five, six in the morning to, before I went to work, hop on the BART, go over to Nike, come back over, work at the hotel overnight, and then switch it around. And um, these things kind of like, like shaped my mentality on, you know, work ethic, you know, accountability. And I just, I just, it's just, it was, man, it's taking me back right now. Yeah. I mean, just this process. Yeah, man. You've got to you've got to have such a, a level of passion because those hard times, right? It's like, yeah. is this is it worth it? Is it going to pan off? Did you ever question, like, as you're looking at it, right? You're looking at, okay, why is it not falling into place yet? Did you ever question yourself? All the and, time. and then and then who was in your life to help bring you out of that? Was it your? I mean, there, there's so many times where I was like, man, this is not gonna hit. Like, cause, cause it's a waiting game. Yeah. You're waiting for a kid in, who's a sophomore in high school yeah. to hopefully go to the NFL. Yeah. 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 It's like rolling dice. Like yeah. it's, it's literally gambling. So what kept me kind of motivated, not, not even gonna say kind of, what really kept me motivated. I had a daughter when I was 22 mm -hmm. going on 23 and, um, I'm sitting on a computer. I, I, I do a lot of graphics, like a lot of the videos and mm -hmm. pictures on my yeah. Instagram was like, I like, I'm, I'm, I have fun doing it. It's yeah. like my hobby. So I was sitting on my computer. I looked down. My daughter's kind of playing around. And she, like, looked at me in a certain type of way. And it was like that look where it was like, you have to make it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm. shit. Yeah. Like, I really, like, it hit me. Like, yeah. a year into her, like, uh, like childhood, I'm like, oh, man, I really got to, I can't let this person down. Yeah. So, like, that, my mom, and just my whole family. Like, I was the only one in my family that played sports. Yeah. Mm. I come from, like, a military, like, non-athletic family. And so... It was like me out of all my cousins, I'm the only one to play football. So all my uncles are like, How was the game? How was the game? How was the track meet? How's this? And now they're like, How's Odell? How's like, what's like, who's your guy? Who you got coming in the gym? So it's like it, it excites me to make them happy. Yeah. Make them proud. But at the same time, it's just it just motivates me to like I see, I've seen so much in this yeah. game. Like, even training like, you know, the, the Migos, Quavo and Puff Daddy and yeah. all these celebrities. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Amigos I know, are. I yeah. know every single person. You know, Quavo. Don't, don't look at me. Sure. Like I just asked some questions. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Don't put me in that box. <laughs> like, the, like training overseas. I was in, I was in Riyadh for like three or four years, and mm. back and forth. And I'm seeing what people are doing without training, and I'm like, man, these. I'm training people that make the millions of dollars to yeah. do this. I can do this. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like something that's not. I can touch. Mm. I can make a lot of money. Help my family. 
and help a lot of people at the same time. But you know what's interesting about all those people you just listed? Yeah, they make millions of dollars, but their movement quality is still just as bad as, as the next. You're right. Anybody it's on the street. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Same arm, same leg. Yeah. So yeah. how do you go? Let's, let's talk about training because yeah. sometimes you, you have to break people down, right? Oh, my God. So it's almost at, at some point, and, and at, a lot of people, what we see is the product on Sunday. We yeah. see an Orlando Scandrick on a Sunday or yeah. an Odell Beckham on a Sunday. But what we don't see is the work that you have to tear somebody down to start them over again. Oh, What's that process like for you? So, so I'm in it right now. These guys are coming off season, yeah. and they're beat up. Right. And and I always go back to this, like, with the younger trainers. They want to just train them hard, put some cones out. I tell my guys, I don't want to see you till March 15th. Mm -hmm. Come on in, get ready for Cabo, get, get some little quick pumps in. <laughs> like, come in, get your physical therapy, mm -hmm. get your recovery. You know, see the chiropractor. These are the things that, you know, kinesiology, biomechanics, they teach you. Because you can't just start doing single-leg pistol squats right. yeah. without making sure your knees and your ankles and your hips are good. Like, that's the process that these guys have to go through is the recovery phase. Mm -hmm. And and I think the, the hardest part about my job is, aside from social media and people trying to be cool on it, mm -hmm. is, like, you have to take a break. Mm -hmm. that, that vacation, Mercedes Lewis, 30, 37 years old, been in the league. 17, my, 18 se years? 18 years. Yeah. If he does two more, he's got the record. Mm. And the first thing he did when he came in last night, he's like, let's just do some foundational work, mm. some band work, and a stretch. Because mm. I know I'm going to crank it up March 15th. Mm. You, know, you know what, though? That's tough as a young trainer, and I went through this, because you think you've got to crush people to get quality, right? <sighs> For them to see – it, this is worth it. You think you just got to crush, crush, crush. But what I love about your approach is you're taking a slow and steady yes. build the foundation first. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. I mean, that translates to anything, right? Anything that you do is building the foundation first. But I, I can I can remember as a young trainer thinking, no, I have to give them every single thing I got from day one yeah. or else they're not going to come back. They're that's not right. going to see the value in it. It's, it, it's, it's sad. It's re sad. Relate that to, so most people that are listening are are not professional athletes, okay. right? And so how does that mindset translate in, in, in that line between, all right, don't use it as an excuse to not do anything. Yeah. You're still working, still getting yeah. better, but really building that foundation, building the mobility, building the, you know, the, the small muscles that, that help you on the, on the big things. How does that, how does that translate to your everyday businessman or woman? So it's funny. So we have a large group of non-professional athletes at my gym. Mm. And what I do there is I give them their own off-seasons. Mm. There's three things in life. Your birthday, New Year's, maybe a wedding or something mm. you have to get ready for. I train all my non-professional athletes um, like they're getting ready for the season. Mm. So we go hard for like three months. Mm -hmm. right. And then I say, I don't want to see you. Take a break. Go on vacation. Chill. Relax. And what that means is it's like, your body has to go through phases. If, if you're going to start taking yoga, you got to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. If you want to be good at yoga, you're not going to be good at it the first week. Right. And it, that, it's hard. It's not easy. Right. So what I do is I literally take non-professional athletes. I give them the mindset of professional athletes. Mm -hmm. Not professional athletes trying to make the team. Mm -hmm. Professional athletes that have been in the game like seven, eight years. Yeah. Right. So right. it's like when they start hearing that and then the guys are walking in and they're like, oh, they're about to like power cling 225. And they're seeing them using TRX bands. Yeah. They're like, wait, 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 where's the heavy weight? I'm like, this is their first week here. Right. And especially if they've never trained with me. Mm -hmm. There's a big misconception about, because I don't post a lot. Mm -hmm. 
I post enough. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you'll see the cool tennis ball and the lights and stuff, but they don't see the, the, the six weeks, the first phase of mm-hmm. OTA prep mm-hmm. where it's just basic foundation work. Mm-hmm. Seeing the doctor more than they see me. Yeah. So, like, when I tell my non-professional athletes this, they're mind blown. Right. And so it's it's also, too, they, I don't want to get them hurt. Right. Put, I need yeah. you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're worthless if they can't play. I, I, yeah. I've always yeah. been intrigued with, because I know you, you, you work with a lot of entertainers right. that aren't athletes, right? Right. So what's their mindset when, when you have to work with an entertainer? Like, oh, uh, man. P. Diddy or something oh, like that. Man. It's 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 interesting. It's I, I kind of get a kick out of it. I get a little, like, it's funny. It's funny, but it's like, they, they're a lot of times just like professional athletes. They've had their superpower yeah. their whole life. Right. So it's like they've been doing music or they've been like doing whatever it is their whole life. So they haven't been in that locker room atmosphere or going to practice or Oklahoma drills or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? So they think because of the videos that's what they're supposed to do or the ah oh, let's go let's go. I'm like no let's, let's chill out let's chill out. But it's fun though. It's it's exciting. It keeps me interested. Right. Um, and I like training people. Like I don't care if you're a singer, man, woman, you're you're an architect, whatever. But if you have that mentality like an athlete, I want to train you. Yeah. It's the people that complain and want to push away, which right. I don't have a problem with either. I can break that easy. But I I love the mentality that they think they have to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I love when they know what it really is. Because yeah. then it transitions even more. Right. Then they're like, oh wow. I, I don't have to do this. Like mm. no one has to cheer me on to, right. to, to, to squat. Right. So it's 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 funny. It's funny understanding that they don't come from this world, but right. they want to be in it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're you're in a world that very few people have access to, right? right. You're having conversations with people that that people look on Instagram or look on the big screen or, or listen to, right? And it it's it's always so funny because everybody has this perception of who they are. Talk about, like, the fact that they're just real people with oh. real struggles, too. And I'm not saying, like, share anything, but, yeah. you know, but how real it is and how, like, okay, they you may think, I mean, you see, like, Brad Pitt walking down the road or you see uh, or see Kanye or you see somebody like, oh, my gosh, like, that's, that's so-and-so. It's like, man, they got their own issues just like all of us. All, I mean, half of my clients have, you know, relationship issues, mm-hmm. like regular people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they come in, they're like, man, my girl's on my case today. It don't matter how much money you have. <laughs> your girl is going to be on your case. <laughs> I, and, and it's kind of interesting, too, because it is, like, a level, though. So, like, one of my clients makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, hey, I was staying with him for a while. I was like, hey, um, I'm about to go to Chipotle. You want to go? He's like, you know I can't go to Chipotle. I won't make it in the door. Mm, I was yeah. like, I, it didn't, I didn't yeah. click. He's just yeah. a normal person. You know what I mean? I was right. like, all right, well, cool. I'll go grab a burrito for you. Shit. And, and it's like, they can't even go to Target. Right. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, damn, I didn't think about this. Yeah. But then the flip side of it, I'm walking down the street in the middle of Times Square with Puff Daddy. Yeah. And he's just casually walking down the street. And I'm just like, how does, how does this, this work? You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's like, I think it's cool, too. But at the same time, it's like. These guys go through so much, and they're under the like the the media attention, yeah. the people, mm. attention, the fans, and and I I feel sorry for them sometimes. But yeah. then at the same time, it's like well, you have like a yacht, <laughs> so it's right. like yeah. can't be that bad. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Try not to smile while yeah. being on a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's interesting, like yeah. the the battles that they that they have to yeah. go through. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and that's the other side of it, right? The perspective is yeah, they're normal people, but also that people don't give them the grace to understand what they actually have to go yeah, through. Like, yeah. have, trying to have dinner with your significant other, right? Yeah. And people coming up. 
Like, you can't just go to Chipotle and get something. I mean, one of the things for me when I stopped playing, I was actually looking forward to was like in Dallas, you know, I was a nobody, but in Dallas, football is big, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. a big deal. So you people recognize you. I was looking forward to just like nobody saying anything to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like just being able to go through the checkout stand and yeah. just check out and not say anything. That's, you know what I mean? And like, and I never, and I didn't experience that that high level that you know some of your clients and, and you are now i'm sure yeah. and so it's it's just it's crazy and so I, I mean if you're out there and you run into somebody right that you've that's famous that's whatever give them some grace too like yeah. they're just a yeah. real person that just really for the most part probably just wants normal things yeah. just I, let them be normal i think it's funny what we i was in germany one time with um with odell and uh, we were, I think they were taking us around to like this, these little activations. Mm -hmm. And we went to like a restaurant. And uh, I'm standing right next to Odell. And some guy comes up and uh, he's with uh, David Alaba, mm. one of the soccer players. Mm -hmm. And um, David Alaba, it's their first time meeting because, um, you know, David Alaba is like the equivalent of Odell. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm right next, I'm just how you and me are. Okay. David Alaba says to me, he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, man, here we go. Yeah, uh, here yeah. I, I watch all your videos. He's talking. He's kind of looking like this. Yeah. And I'm just like, you talking to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, I want to try the tennis ball drill with you. I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's wow. talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> and oh, oh, looked at me, kind of smiled, and it was like, it was kind of cool at that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, oh, man. And I didn't even know I had that presence. Right. You know well, what I mean? That that actually leads into what I was going to ask you about because you mentioned earlier sleeping. In the gym, yeah, you were homeless, yeah. So that feeling right there, I, I'm that's that that connection there of I yeah. Mean, thinking back years ago when you were sleeping in the gym, there's no way you probably thought that you were in to be in this position one day. I, I, in a million years, I still wouldn't think it would happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I get it's funny now. Like I'll go out and like people will see the shirt. Like I wear mm -hmm. my JLT yeah. shirt, and they'll be like, "Oh man, my 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 brother trains with me, or my favorite guy trains with you." Like, man, that gym because I don't post the address. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I was looking for that. That's why I had to ask you. Yeah, we were going to go train this morning, but I guess yeah, not. Yeah, whatever. You, you got to call me. And, and, that, and that's why it's, so, it's a tight-knit group of people yeah. because whoever's in that building, yeah. first of all, I, I shake everybody's hand. I'm like, thank you. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you're in here, you're here from somebody, mm. yeah. somebody. Right. Yeah. And I want to keep it exclusive. Like, obviously, for, like, you know, security reasons, yeah. just, you know, client confidentiality. But it's so tight-knit of a group. And when I we go out, like the shirts I have, mm. I don't sell those. I literally just started selling them two days ago, mm. just for this week. Mm. And the shirts, if you have a shirt, somebody's like, he had to train with Jamal. Yeah. There's no way he got that shirt. that shirt. Right. Or if a girl has the shirt, her boyfriend trains with me. Mm. You know what I mean? And now, obviously, we have boot camps for women and stuff like that. But before, it was all athletes. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yep. So it's like, so whoever has something affiliated with JLT, it's, it's a big deal. So to go out with that shirt and somebody recognizes it, it's I'm like, mm, yeah, that means we're doing something. Yeah, you get network in. Yeah. You get network. I want to go back, man, because I grew up in an era. I'm much older than all three. <laughs> yes, you guys, are. So. Much, much, but, much older. Much. So I grew up yeah. in the '90s era when we were bench pressing. You know how how, how we used to do a bench press, heavy squat, yep, yep. incline, snatch clean. I mean, things have changed so much over the years. Talk to us about because I'm sure there's people that are the old. Yeah. The old guard yeah. who, who are hating on the new guard and oh, the way yeah. things are going. How are you dealing with all the criticism that comes your way as well? So, so I'm I'm kind of caught right on the tail end of, of your era mm -hmm. and going into the new one. And I'm I'm pro your era, by the mm -hmm. way. Like, 
I I have a lot of companies that that you know that I that I so I'm sponsored by with a lot of new technology, mm-hmm. and I love it. And what I'm doing is trying to convert a lot of the old school people mm-hmm. to new school because I I want them to understand that these things help these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from it looking so cool that no one can do it, it's actually very foundational work. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my philosophy. Cone drills, you know, hills, beach work, you know, heavy squat, heavy bench, like run fast, lift heavy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, adding obviously the recovery aspect and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, different modalities to help the guys so that they don't tear their body apart. So with that being said is like converting this old school, like group of mentality to new school training is so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard, especially with the new generation in social media. It's it's almost gonna. I, I think in ten years you won't even like the way you used to train mm-hmm. won't even be thought of. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. And so like, it's 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 contra- It's it's a it's a big controversy. I just did the um a, a coaching clinic in uh, San Antonio. Uh, Four thousand coaches were there, and I'm talking about a product that I use with the lights with mm-hmm. Odell, and it's it's like speaking Spanish. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's like it's right. Chinese to them, mm-hmm. and so it's like. Somebody like myself who does work with these athletes and has come from a background of what they're used to, right. it's a little bit easier for them to, like, warm up to mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, a new 22-year-old right. coming in yeah. talking about something that they don't know. They're like, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he's using it, it might have some type of significance. Right. Because you know? right. I, I do think that there's there's something. You have to have the strength to back up, right, the explosiveness. Correct. And, and as it relates to injury, and one of the things that, that you talked about is you feel like, man, there was there's way more injuries today right. because guys are – much faster. Right. No offense. No, I mean, hey, maybe hands, maybe not yeah. necessarily. Well, I got a clock, quick story about that. The game is fast. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta it's have faster. the like you said the foundation, and yeah. that's and that's strength. Part of that is strength, right? right. right? And so uh, you got you can't you can't dismiss the foundational lifts, you right? right. You because can't. they're there for a reason. But they're not cool though. That's the thing. That's I like. I love them. You yeah. love them. We yeah. grew up on them. Yeah. But it's not cool to these About kids. Ten yeah. surgeries later. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's and that was the old guard. I've had most of my surgeries are from bench pressing, going yeah. down past the threshold, inclining. Okay. You know, yeah. back surgeries from snatch clean. I mean, those are and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we're putting on heavy weights, which we didn't have to do. So I, I want to tell one one quick story, because I think it it really applies to this argument, because I played in an era where there were some very good football players, mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. But I went to a Pro Bowl three years ago, and I was, it was myself and Michael Urban, we were coaching one of the teams. Odell was on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, B-Hop was on yeah. the team, okay. right? And I'm watching the A.J. Green. I'm yeah. watching these guys. This is a new era, right? I played against Jerry Rice. Damn. I watched Odell run a seven route from behind. I'm watching. I've told you this yeah. story. Yeah. His body lean is something I've never seen before. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The athletes today, and I don't care what anyone says, they are a different beast. All right, I want to take a quick minute to talk about our partner, Choctaw Casino and Resort. Uh, We are really, really humbled uh, and grateful to be a partner for them. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, uh, you've heard how great the resort is there, how great the casino is, the new expansion. They've doubled in size, 3,000 new slots. They've got unbelievable sports bar. They've got unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable movie theaters, arcades for kids. It is endless, the things that they've not only improved but added. Um, but it's just an 
the, the experience that they provide is second to none. Choctaw Nation has done an incredible job with the community, with philanthropy, with support. Um, they have just done incredible things. So we are extremely humbled and grateful to partner with Choctaw Casino and Resort. Make sure, I know you know it, it's just a short drive of 75. Go check them out. And now back to the episode. And it's the way, it's because of the way they train. It's because how they take care of their bodies. It's different. We were much stiffer group than what they are they are today and it's just the athleticism just pops and and that's when I really understood hey this is a different beast that we're dealing with nowadays yeah. And, yeah. and that's a question I have for you is is you know with a with the average population as a trainer you measure success by oh I helped them lose 20 pounds or their nutrition was how do you measure success when you're training an athlete is it simply just hey they had a better year than they had last year how do you measure success so so I measure it like in two different ways first I measure it off if they come back and then I also measure it off my, you know, I have a, a trainer that works for me. His name is Akil Borderline. Mm. And he's now taking on his role mm. of bringing in the next Odell's. Mm. And so that for me is like letting me know that what I've, you know, what he's watched me do and what he's learning mm. is, is resonating. And the mm. guys don't even, some of the guys don't even know me anymore. Like the younger guys come right. in, mm. they like, who's the JL, what's JLT mean? It's my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Literally my name. And it's 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 pretty cool, like, obviously to see guys go to the Pro Bowl. Like, yeah. I got 22 guys last year or 10 guys this year. How many first-rounders I can get. Like, those are all very measurable things. Mm-hmm. Like, Exos and our, um, well, at the time for me, Athletes Performance. You know what I mean? Exos and Athletes Performance and MJP and all these different, they're, they're all competing for 40 guys, 50 guys. I'm just competing if the guy comes back. Because yeah. yeah. if you really pay attention, you see a lot of guys training at different places. Mm-hmm. A lot of my guys have been with me five, six, seven years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my direct, like, I'm doing something yeah. right. Yeah. So now I went from having Anthony Barr, I had him since UCLA, to now having Eric Kendricks and mm-hmm. five or six other Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Christian Kirk, fresh out of college. Right. And now I've got... Byron Murphy, and I've got Chase Edmonds. and Like, the more guys I have on a team shows me that it's working. Mm-hmm. But that perspective you have, that's it, right? <laughs> the intentionality on the person. I'm not worried about the, the number of guys I get in here. I'm worried about you, and I'm worried about you coming back. And guys feel that. Correct. One thing I do feel that, at least in the NFL, like, guys have, guys have a, a sixth sense of authenticity. You know what I mean? Like guys know when someone's yep. being real because right. we're getting sold all the time. Correct. I say we're like I like I'm still doing this. But but it's and really so the fact that you got guys consistently coming back and living in L.A. when that's not necessarily their home base, yeah. right? Coming yeah. here to I mean that's a commitment. And so man, kudos to you for that. But I appreciate that. Your your approach is, is is right on, man. I think also too the best part is like some guys don't even train with me anymore. They might train with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a facility, mm. they just come back and kick it. Yeah. And just yeah. to be around the gym energy. Rounds. Yeah. They love yeah. it. Are you, you know still I mean? sleeping in the gym? I, I, now I can. Now, <laughs> now, you know, it's funny. I slept in the gym like the second night I got the keys. Just, oh, and I'm, man. Like, I'm not going to do this again. But, <laughs> but I just wanted to humble myself. You know what I mean? Like, I earned the right to do yeah. this. Hey, sleep number, I think we need to get a delivery over to the to the facility <laughs> just so we can stay there if we need to. Right? Actually, that does lead to my next – so you mentioned a couple of partners that you have, and sleep number is obviously one of them. Mm. So how did you get – like, how did these partnerships all come about? Was it so, just word of mouth? So, what so what happened there? It's funny, right? So 
uh, the, my agent right now, I have my, my agent, Sam Lee, he, he, I met him through my players. Mm-hmm. And I was always curious, like, how are you guys getting Pepsi deals? And yeah. how, right. like, how does this, like, I was really green in mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say I'm like one of the first trainers with a private jet deal. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to say I'm the first trainer with, you know, an, a, I have an actual Nike deal. I'm not getting free product. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I always, it's, it's interesting to me, like, in a trainer, that's the first thing trainers ask me. How do I get paid to do this? I'm like, well, do you use the product? Do you do? I go yeah. through all the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they just want to get free stuff. And I'm yeah. like, no. Let's, yeah. if you, it's, it's interesting for me to even talk about that I'm getting deals. Mm-hmm. And my players are like, how are you getting deals? <laughs> I catch touchdowns. <laughs> I score back. Like, I'm dunking the ball on somebody yeah. every night. I don't even have a deal. Uh-huh. And so it's like, first of all, I like to talk. Mm-hmm. And I can articulate the product. If it's a bottle of water, I can talk about why it's good. And I'm not lying. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to endorse anything I don't use. Mm-hmm. But it's it's for me. It's like the the clients that I work with and the experiences that I've had. Um, I can help brands, and at the same time, it helps me. Mm-hmm. So you know, talking about whatever it is, it could be a jacket, it could be a, a safety pin. I'm like, this is a great safety pin. Why? Yeah. Because it helps me keep my track pants on right yeah. <laughs> so, so what attracted you to sleep number and why is sleep great question let, let's let's dive into the sleep and, and how it helped performance and all that good stuff so i don't sleep i i, I i'm if i am sleeping it's like for 20 30 minutes right mm-hmm. and the best part about it so uh one of my guys eric kendricks yeah so eric kendricks um fresno native right there, there you go is he? there you yeah. go viking yeah. Yeah. Stud. yeah so so i remember when he got the bed because he, he posted it and then I start seeing other guys affiliated with sleep. I was like, what is this, man? I need a bed. <laughs> like, that's, that's the Literally, first thing. I sleep yeah. on the floor. I sleep on the floor. <laughs> right. And he was like, he was telling me about it. And so we, we, um, I started doing some more research. And I thought it was one of those, like, um, those beds. The, the grandma bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I was yeah. like, what is this? This is posture. <laughs> the like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so we started doing some more research. And. We got hooked up with it, and I was like, I need this bed. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would, he's got a nice house. Yeah. So I was like, you know, being that uh, intruding guest. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Just, right. Play, what you, play, got, what you yeah, got here? Play with the numbers and stuff like You're that. You're moving the bed up yeah, and down. Yeah. And so it was cool. I did the same thing. Exactly, right? And so I was like, we got the bed, and I was like, oh, man, this is freaking crazy. Because, like I said, I when I was in high school, I didn't even have a bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my mom, single-parent mom. We just didn't have a lot of money. Uh, when I got a bed, it was actually too soft. Like I said, I still sleep on the, in, on the floor in the turf. Yeah. And I got I got I got a bed, and I was like, uh, I just didn't understand it. You know, I, I'm telling you about yeah. the scoliosis issue and mm-hmm. stuff. But I swear to you, when I got the bed and I put it at a hundred, I was like, this is cool, but maybe a little less. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like a brick, literally like sleeping on wood. I, I thought I may I can make a little money now. <laughs> So, you know, I can only imagine that assessment. They take it up to yeah, 100, right, yeah. and they take it down. She's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start it. Okay, stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> wait, wait, I, even, I just, you're 95. Yeah, 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 stop yeah, right yeah. there. there you know, you're laying on the bed. You can see the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is good. This is good. It's like, we haven't even started yet. She said, sir, you broke the record. You have broken the record. We haven't even started yet. I was like, no, no, we, we're done. Yeah, we're good. I mean, high score, does that does that mean something? Is yeah, that right? I'll, I'll take it. I'm a winner. I'm always trying to win. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, I love the, it. Was, have you talked to your your the guys you're training about sleep number, oh, about recovery. Mm-hmm. I tell them all the time. So this is the first thing I'm doing. I'm not going to train you if you haven't gotten at least four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to go see the doctor, and then you're going to do like a light stretch and maybe some core, if that. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not training with me without sleep. Because so I've just seen, for one, it 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 
it connects with dehydration. Mm -hmm. I already know you're dehydrated. I know if it's Monday, you probably went out, or sat, or Sunday, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's certain days in LA that there's like heavy party days. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very mindful. I revolve my training around the LA uh, party. Friday, week. Fridays oh, wow. are easy oh. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, we used to do beach on Saturday. I would, I'd get two guys. Yeah. I have to mm -hmm. move it to Friday. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So like, because Thursday we're doing, you know, multi-directional. But this is the thing though. Like, I, I always tell the guys go to the spa, get some sleep, and. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have your body well rested. Mm -hmm. It's it's a staple in my training. And I've literally told some big name guys, go home. You're not yeah. training today. And the greatest thing about sleep number is you literally, all right, man, show me your score from last yeah. night. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. not, it's not like yeah. a, oh no, 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 no I'm good. I'm good. It's like, no, show me your score. Yeah. I can see what you what yeah. you did. And, and for the average person, they need to understand exactly what you're saying. You know, when I was in the training world, you know, my clients would show up under, you know, highly stressed, no sleep, and we would still, they would still expect to just go full bore. They didn't understand the connection there mm -hmm. between great sleep and, and how intense that I can take this workout. It's, 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 and especially with all the technology we have, like the wearable, you know, yeah. I can see how much you're, you're, you're running. I can see when your body's overheating now. Mm -hmm. I, it's so many different things that like help me out in like the sleep number. It's, it's crazy because I Eric comes in, shoulders relaxed. Mm -hmm. He's like, I was like, I how long did you sleep? He's like, I got a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> right. And even if he didn't get the full eight, and if he got five or six, he's still getting a better sleep. He got quality yeah. sleep, yeah. yeah, 100%. So talk to me about your relationship with some of the, 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 the organizations out there. Let's, let's speak oh. specifically to, to the NFL teams. Okay. They know you're training some of their players, right. Right? right? So are you having to collaborate and have conversations yeah. with the strength yeah. coach? Trainers. Or the trainers yeah. or whatnot? At, at one point in time, I was – when Odell was with the Giants, I had eight Giants. Mm. And it was the Giants were under the impression, they're like, what is going on? Why are they not training here? Mm. You know what I mean? And and I always make it a point to let them know I'm in alignment with yeah. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's so many trainers that want to go against the grain. Yep. There, there's a reason why these guys are doing very little mobility work during certain times of the mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And then you got the trainers that throw a thousand cones out. Mm. So I always wanted them to know I am working with you. Raider strength coach. I'm really I'm really good friends with him. He's a great guy. And I told him, I said, from day one, whatever you need, if there's certain different points these guys mm -hmm. need to meet, mm -hmm. I will meet them. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. Right. Mm -hmm. When Vaughn was with the Broncos and he would go on vacation for a month, he they'd send me the program, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. And and I, not to send the program so I can steal the workout so I can make sure I'm in alignment with what they're, they're doing. doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I know a lot of my guys, and you guys know, when you guys leave the last game or the last meeting, mm -hmm. your strength coach might ask you, where are you training at? Right. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, I'm in probably 18 different locker rooms awesome. where they're like, I'm going to the JLT guy. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and it used to be like, what does he do? Now it's like, you're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that says a lot. Oh, that's yeah. that's the you know big, I mean? biggest compliment yeah. you could get. I, I love that. I yeah. love that because I'm not trying to go against the grain. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not. I'm not this rebel trainer mm -hmm. that wants to like be better. Reinvent the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not that guy. So. Yeah. I know we got to wrap up here soon. So what does the future look like for JLT and for you personally? Well, I I, uh, I just I'm a year and two months into my first facility. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and I want to just. Like grow what, what's that address again? <laughs> it's in Hollywood. We're in Hollywood, okay, California. Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, but I want to. I want to just build that, and I want to get you know close to like eighty guys this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, every year I've gone up at least twenty guys. Yeah. Last year we did fifty-eight. Yeah. Um, so I want to get sixty to eighty guys. That's all. Awesome. So and I mean you opened you opened a facility 
in L.A. County in the pandemic. In the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Man. It was, it was it was literally like the scariest and the most exciting thing. Yeah. Because as you know, it could be aliens landing, dinosaurs come back. Right. You got to train. Yeah. yeah. I have to get yeah. ready for OTAs yeah. or, you know, training camp. So there wasn't anything that was going to stop these guys. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure it out. And, you know, I was using UCLA or different gyms. I was like, you know, I need to have a home base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's, I just did it. Yeah. Have you thought about expanding? All the time. But um, I'm a big, like, I want to grow out of my space first. Well, I, great call. You know? hey, yeah. Dallas is a good location if you're looking for <laughs> very, very, No, seriously. That's a good, yeah. That's a good, sir, have you had any discussions about yes. Dallas? Well, that, I, it's wide. I love right Dallas. Now. I love Dallas. Yeah. But I think what I would rather do instead of, like, having multiple facilities I would like to partner with current facilities that yeah. need help. Yeah. Because all it is is me saying, hey, I'm affiliated with this place. You should train here. Yeah. Right. And 10 NFL guys will go there. Yeah. From zero to 10 that quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I can affiliate with different places, I mean, my, my love is overseas. Like, I love oh. soccer. I love yeah. soccer. Oh, yeah. Mm. My I, man. I would love to go overseas for a year and mm. build something over there. Right. You know, and have L.A. as the home base. Mm. and. That, that would be my goal. Right. You know? right. Hey, well, listen, we got some, we got a few minutes here. I got one more question. For all right. You. All right. We go. What is the difference in training different athletes, whether they be NBA players, football players, soccer players, <laughs> baseball, baseball? Is there a true difference? And I want, I'm asking yeah. for two reasons because we're starting to see a lot of, you know, a lot of young specific. athletes be specific in how they're training for that sport as mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit how, as a young kid, how these kids should, how they should, should go be about training. training. Okay. So I think to, to answer the first part, there's, uh, and this is no bias because I train a lot of football players. Football players, I think, are the only people that are really open to training, like, all different types of ways. Yeah. They'll get in the pool. They'll do yoga. They'll, whatever it is you tell them, they'll do. Yeah. Basketball players, track, um, you know, a lot of, like, club-type sports. Mm-hmm. They are very specific on how they train. Mm-hmm. You're going to do more positional training than performance training mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, like NBA, yes, they're, they're with their shooting coach a lot, yeah. but they still do performance training. So training, young kids, all I, the first thing I would say for all the younger generation is get stronger, yeah. get faster. Worry about that because you already know if you run fast, they're going to get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're strong, they're going to get you. Yep. And, and you're 6'2", they're for sure going to get you. <laughs> but the thing I can say for younger kids in, as far as training is, yes, whatever sport you're in, Take advantage of it. Learn the skill set. But the performance training of it is, I think, 99% of the battle. Mm-hmm. Getting stronger, learning mm-hmm. technique. I know so many kids that don't even know how to hand clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, learn technique. Learn speed development. Get the specific hip flexors, mm-hmm. the body parts that you need to get faster. Mm-hmm. Get those stronger and faster. And how old are you encouraging this? I what age? I, I really don't have kids. kids. Don't start lifting weights until their sophomore year. Really, sophomore like year, like ninth okay. grade. Yeah, you kind of mm. yeah. run with body weight, but yeah. like you need to start getting stronger. Like yeah. sophomore year, high school. Yeah. Well, it's so. what you said. It's building the foundation first. Yeah. Correct. Right. Correct. Strength. Strength is never a weakness. I've heard before, and and Correct. so building that foundation, making sure it's it's built on a good base. Yeah. As opposed to you know, going in there and just trying to attack it. Oh man. Jamal, appreciate you, man. That was fun. That was appreciate a lot of fun. All right, I want to uh, throw out uh, your social media so people can okay. follow you and then how they can find your gyms okay. if you're in the L.A. area. Yeah. Um, and Can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can go, go to the website. So my Instagram is Jamal, J-A-M-A-L, last name Ligon, L-I-G-G-I-N. Um, and my uh, gym is J-O-T Performance Gym. Mm. 
So you can go on there, and then obviously the website is uh, www.jlttrain.com. Mm-hmm. And if you buy something, you, they'll give you the they'll address. They'll get you the address. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But, but yeah, you can find me at these locations, and I'm, I, I send DMs back. I follow back. I'm, if, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm real excited to work with trainers. Love and, it. I just want people to just know what I'm doing. Man, we, we started this podcast, One Shot Podcast, man. And we look at it as you got one shot in life. And, and brother, I'm listening to your story right mm-hmm. now, Jamal. You took advantage of this one shot that I you had. I had no have. choice. Man. Yeah. Appreciate I you, I appreciate brother. you guys. All the best, man. Let's, uh, let's connect offline. Yeah, definitely. Thank right. you, appreciate guys. Appreciate you, Jamal.